Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, managing editor of Fightful.com. It is September 19th. Smackdown Live to talk about. A couple other things to talk about. I am joined tonight by Anna Bauer, who now lives on the other side of Australia. And news to me, Australia is not actually the size of, like, Alabama. You have to take a five-hour flight to get across the country, Anna. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't just. Well, I can't just jump on the back of my kangaroo and bounce over this one. You gotta eat them now. This one takes a few kangaroos. I read it. I read that you have to. You gotta eat the kangaroos now, Anna. I would not be surprised if that was set up by people who sell kangaroo meat. That that generally tends to happen in yeah. this country. Yeah, I could see that. Also joined by Jeffrey Hawkins. Jeff, what's up? Elated is an adjective meaning very happy or proud, jubilant, in high spirits. You know what is not an adjective, Jeff? What? Play. Play. Tell that to Kevin Nash. <laughs> so we, we got some unfortunate news, which we will get into uh, in a moment. I want to get the plugs out of the way. We have Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor coverage this Friday. I interviewed uh, Punishment Martinez for about 20 minutes on the matter. My software messed up. Hot diggity damn. Uh, but we still have that coverage on Friday. We have No Mercy coverage on Sunday in a post-show podcast. This Friday, also UFC Japan. Saturday, Bellator 183, Ben Henderson, Roy Nelson. Lots of names on that show. Myself and Showdown Joe will go live right after that with like a weekend wrap-up of MMA. I will talk Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, myself after the No Mercy show. Uh, also, List and your boy tomorrow afternoon. And uh, we did the Holy Smokes MMA podcast this afternoon. It was jam-packed, previews, reviews, all kinds of stuff over there. If you haven't, go visit Fightful.com. Uh, we got all kinds of news uh, wrestling, MMA, boxing. We have a great boxing newsletter that runs every week. We have forums where we have a contest going right now. Uh, kind of kind of topical, I guess. We had a bunch of Ric Flair figures to give away. Head over there. All you got to do is start a new topic on our forums. 
then go to the contest uh, thread and, and uh, type in enter, and you will be entered to win a Ric Flair Defining Moments figure. We're going to be doing a lot of giveaways over at Fightful.com. And even if you've won before, you're eligible to win again. So go check that out. And, of course, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, like, share the links, all that good stuff. Uh, sharing our stories, uh, retweeting them, it really helps us out. On to the sad news. Uh, we lost Bobby the Brain Heenan this week. It's tragic. And for the wrestling world, really, almost the last decade has, has been a sad decline and loss of Bobby Heenan. I mean, the guy lost his voice, and it's one of the most iconic voices in pro wrestling history. Uh, Jeff, you'll be able to speak on this. You've been you've been a fan of wrestling for quite a while. I make a lot of old jokes, but I mean, you got to see some of the great Bobby Heenan work uh, a little sooner than than I did. What are some of your fonder memories of Bobby the Brain Heenan? You know what? It, it's weird. You, you say that, and I really didn't gain my overall appreciation for Bobby Heenan until I had access to YouTube. Mm-hmm his stuff with Bachwinkle. That is magnificent stuff. I, I think the thing that we kind of forget in WWE controlling the history, Bobby Heenan, very entertaining in WWF. Don't get me wrong. I, but his his really great work, his money-drawing work was in the AWA and in the Midwest. And, and just the combination of, I mean, all the family there and – and especially with Bachwinkle, just just kind of like every time the, the uh, interview started, there's Bachwinkle with his profile and Heenan there. I mean, great. I mean, look, I love his WWF work. I find him very funny. Everybody else's eulogies are on point. He, but what he was doing in the WWF overall historically was kind of a, a watered down version of what he did elsewhere. It was basically he was he was representing the guy who was facing Hogan every quarter until the t- about the time they got. Uh, the Brain Busters and Rick Rude and the family. Um, best bumping manager of all time, definitely. Probably the best manager of all time. I, I won't dispute that at all either. Um, I, I just find it a shame that 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 he'll probably be remembered, you know, for for being very funny on what is a watered down wrestling product. His stuff on primetime wrestling was the only thing that saved that show because a lot of those matches were just plain boring, to be honest with you. But his interplay with Gorilla was fantastic. Um, you know, they tried doing that whole talk show gimmick and it wasn't very good to be honest, but it wasn't supposed to be good. It was kind of a parody thing, but hilarious off the cuff, quickest wit, all the things you're hearing from everybody else. You know, what, what more can you say? I mean, he, he was, he was just the master. It's not often that you get a guy in this situation of, I've asked this repeatedly and I'll ask it to Jimmy Van again tomorrow. I wonder what a Bobby the Brain Heenan podcast would have been like because he was around for the boom of the American Wrestling Association. He was around for the boom of the WWF. He was around for really WCW's boom, their biggest point, and uh, the regional circuit before that. Anna, I know that uh, you were in wrestling, into wrestling a little bit after uh, Bobby Heenan kind of stepped away, but uh, do you have any memories of Heenan? Yeah, when um, when we first moved to Perth, um, when I was about six, the local video store had rows upon rows of all these WWF tapes. And so that was where I started watching it was, was around his era. And I don't remember too much of him. I just remember him being really funny. 
Um, and then watching all these tributes come up over the last couple of days took me way back to very vague memories, but it's really tragic that, I mean, it's irony that, you know, it was in his throat and that was a thing that he lost. It always seems to be the way, you know, in a very weird way that when someone is that brilliant at something, it seems that's a thing that goes. Um, he was unrecognizable by the end and it, it sounded like it was, a, it was a slow wind down. Um, it's really sad, but I hope he's, he's in a good place now and hanging out with gorilla and yeah. I'm, I think we're all very lucky and, you know, going off Jeff's comments, like I haven't seen any of, any of his prior work to WWF, but at least there was that platform for him to have reached as many people as he had, as he did. And now with his passing, it's um, a lot of people are affected because of that work. And it's, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, the last three weeks had been a real decline for him. And uh, like last year he broke his hip out of, he fell as he fell a couple of years before he had broken his shoulder when he fell. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, like six or seven years ago, he fell and broke both of his hip and shoulder. So he kind of it made it, it made it a little bit worse. Like he, he had had a real tough go of it of late and it's a shame. And he, he, he made some appearances like 10 years ago at, for, I remember Vince McMahon appreciation night and it was one of really his, his last promos. And he appeared uh, on like when Bobby Roode was searching for a manager in 2006 for TNA and, uh, he also appeared in the crowd for TNA. So he had, he had appearances here and there, but it's, it's a shame that we didn't get more of Bobby Heenan because I think today, like I remember uh, it was a year or two ago when that fake Bobby Heenan account somehow got verified. Oh, yeah. I was like, I mean, I, you had to know it wasn't him, anybody with half a brain, but man, you had to hope too. You had to really hope because Bobby, the brain Heenan on social media, just give it up, man. Give it up. That would have been that would have been fantastic. But obviously, our thoughts are with his friends, his family, and his fans. So uh, that, that's a terrible loss to pro wrestling. It, it really is. But uh, we do have SmackDown to talk about tonight. We're setting up WWE Hell in a Cell. Jeff, what'd you think of the show? I thought the main event was pretty good. I the rest of it felt. A little phoned in, but there were there were it, it kind of uh, kind of ebbed and flowed tonight. I thought it it was kind of a, a erratic show in terms of uh, quality. Anna, yeah, I agree with Jeff. There's some really great promos, but I think especially after last really week's show, too. Was, oh, I wonder. <laughs> um, can't wait for the YouTube you. comments today. No, I'll tell you this. I have a friend who was there, and, and she was having a blast at the show live, and she was asking, is it coming as great on TV as it is here? I went, eh, not really. <laughs> so let's get right into it. Shane McMahon comes out. He basically says he's going to beat up Kevin Owens. That's, that's really it. Anna, what would you think of this pro? Was this, was this one of them that you enjoyed? Um, the first half of it, I really liked, I thought there was some genuine emotion going on. Um, especially when he was talking about the ups and downs he's had with Vince. Uh, but after that, and it got to the, I condemn you part, it made my brain automatically just go to, well, 
logistically, shouldn't he be calling in the cops at this point? And then it could be in storyline that Vince is like, no, like we're going to handle it the McMahon way. And that would have been a lot more, if they wanted to keep the reality of this feud, that would have sold it a lot more for me than him saying he was going to beat him at hell in the cell. So. Jeff, this, this was, it seemed like an extended period to say really not a whole lot. I'm going to beat you up, Kevin. I needed more from Shane here. I needed more anger to be honest with you, for me to buy it. I liked, I mean, I agree with Anna. There, there's a bit of emotion there in that first half, but that second half where you could, you could, you could hear Vince typing on the keyboard, the words he wants Shane to yeah. say, and you could just tell it. Oh, where's my thesaurus? Oh, <laughs> what, what was the, uh, Oh, what was massive vengeance? Massive vengeance is going to be thrust upon him. Um, yeah, I, I needed more anger. I needed this to be a little bit more genuine than it was. It didn't feel it, – it didn't connect with me. I'm with you, man. I think that he wasn't nearly as emotional as he should have been. And, you know, I, I guess they can play the, the – well, he's he's being calculated and he's, he's emotionless because it sucked it out of him, I guess. But, I mean, I just didn't get that. It came across no, as they, more wooden than emotionless. Yeah, they were they were playing up the hurt ribs thing, so that's why he was so low key. I, I don't know about that necessarily. I didn't. Hey, I didn't. Enzo Amore played up hurt ribs last night, and he still had fantastic delivery. Like so. <laughs> uh, also, who had fantastic delivery was Aiden English and his song about Randy Orton being a tool. It gets interrupted, and I'm kind of bummed. Like I want the entire. I want them to re-release or not re-release. I want them to do a new WWE original CD. And it's just uninterrupted Elias and Aiden English songs. Like the songs we would have heard had Finn Balor and Randy Orton and people like that not so rudely interrupted these guys. Uh, I do love that commentary referenced English and Orton's previous match a couple months ago that English actually won. English reverses a back suplex onto the table. My only other note was... It seems like I only see chin locks in WWE matches and Randy Orton matches now, which I don't think is a coincidence. RKO out of nowhere. It was neat. It was okay. Anna, what'd you think? Got to give it to the drama department for trying. It was, it was very like being back at high school, actually. Um, I loved the spot onto the announcer's table because then he just rolled back into the ring and waited, and that was smart, and I like smart wrestling. Um, the gimmick thing with the music now, he's ribbing on his opponents. It was very a very poncy version of Elias's repertoire, and it just made me want to see a music off feud at Survivor Series between the two. I I need to see this greatest hits album <laughs> happen. Um, Vince seems to be really high on the music gimmick at the moment, so and good on these guys. And someone said it was a shame that. You know, he lost and then Rusev came out. But I think given that very few people expected Aiden English to be in this spot to begin with, I don't think this hurt him at all. I think it's going to be dependent on what they do with him the coming weeks. But I'm, I'm absolutely loving what they're doing with him. Jeff? Elias, Aiden, Elias, Aiden, Elias, Aiden. Honky Tonk Man. That's what I want the CD to be in terms of the track listing. Um, no, I, I was, no roadie? No, well, maybe. Yeah. We'll have With My Baby Tonight. Remix. I know all the words of that song. 
I do. I had um, WWF the full metal or volume two, whatever the hell it was. It's it's so interesting to me that, that this was the commercial break split screen match and that Aiden English got so much offense during that and then they come back and it's like, Oh, he's been in control. I'm like, Yeah, I I, I mean it's amazing to me that they made a Randy Orton match go this long. I think that was the bigger surprise to me, to be honest. Um, you know, and Aiden was involved in the uh, in the after match, which also a little bit surprising to me. Aiden's um, been picking up some wins lately. Like they've been portraying yeah. him as a little more on the level of. I mean, he beat Randy Orton kind of a couple months ago. He got DQ'd, but it's something he could say. But he was beating like Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger. It's like we have the guys we can beat like quickly and we have the guys that we kind of want to draw out a little because there may be something in there i think aiden is now firmly in that latter category after the match rusev comes out demands a match with randy orton because he is ashamed yada yada and uh he gets it randy orton accepts it and rusev immediately runs orton into english hits his big kick gets the pinfall Backstage, he is thrilled, that being Rusev, just overjoyed, says that he can return to his country as a hero. Well, I mean, it's 50-50 booking, but I mean, it's more like 0.5-0.5 booking because the matches don't go any longer than like 10 seconds. Anna, what <laughs> what is the 50-50 booking and the 10-second matches doing for you? You seem to be enjoying this one. I so enjoyed Rusev during that. The part with Renee at the end, Rusev, you seem elated. What does that mean? It killed me. Um, that was, we witnessed the best 10 seconds of Rusev's life in that moment. And he sold that celebration like a champ. And that, I've, I've never seen a man that size jump so high. Um, I love it. And I think this means that Rusev is getting the push that people were suspecting. And I'm so happy. <laughs> Personally, I, I like the short matches because if you're going to do unpredictable, then I mean, people watch MMA. They know that people can get knocked out in quick fashion. Flash knockouts are a thing. Randy Orton got Rusev. Rusev got Randy Orton. I would much rather the 50-50 be that way than a meaningless 10-minute chin lock match that we usually see at a Randy Orton. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts on Rusev, and does he stand a chance in this feud moving forward? He doesn't, but he should. Um, yeah. he, he's he's the best natural comedian to be on, on the SmackDown roster, because just by nature of him being foreign and being big, anytime he says something out of the blue, it's just funnier to me. I, I just... I, I always bring it up as a reference, but the handsome Rusev promo is still <laughs> is still the most fantastic thing in the history of stuff. Uh, elated Rusev, just with his arms up and and smiling big, makes me howl for no apparent reason other than the fact that there's this giant, big, hairy, sweaty guy who's very, very happy. A bit too much, so. <laughs> So, you know, especially after what I saw at a Jinder Mahal later, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, man, if Rusev were Indian, if only Rusev were Indian, which we, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm all for Rusev being utilized in a better manner. Yeah. 
Well, let's go ahead and talk. It's the next segment. Jeff, why, why don't actually why don't you talk us through this one? You remember last week they doubled down. Mm-hmm. That is that is that is my assessment of this. They heard the blowback from this. They heard how much people thought this promo sucked. They assumed it got good kind of heat, so they doubled down on it, they, including. I I can't even verbalize when when they I think we all know the moment I'm trying I'm trying to get out here and I just can't because I'm I'm so it was racist as fuck man thank you I just I didn't want to start right, I know I'm gonna get called a a liberal cut flake and all that crap like I mean not I'm, really it's just it was a bad promo y'all I am I am the furthest I am the furthest thing from a liberal prude I am the furthest thing from from a, a prude of any kind. I deal with stand-ups, I deal with comedy, I deal with tasteless crap all the time. I did not expect this. And I understand what they're trying to do, but it's still too clever by half. You you can't you can't say this crap and go, well, if you laughed at it, you're the racist. Ha ha ha. It's no. Yeah, it was just bad. It wasn't the thing is, it wasn't bad. funny. It wasn't good. I tweeted he is not and never will be the Muhammad Hassan character that they got that heat with 12 years ago. And, I mean, it's it's not the gimmick that I hate. Your boy wrote, like, 8,000 words on this gimmick. <laughs> so, I mean, By the like, way, can, can we – It's – I want – okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I just don't want to watch this dude. I feel bad that Jinder Mahal is getting his break right now, mm-hmm. and he's being fed this horse shit to go out there and say, like, okay, here's – Here's your career goal. Here's your lifelong dream. By the way, we need you to go out there and cut this really dumb, really bad promo in this really terrible gimmick. By the way, everybody's going to know what's up with why you get, why you get this push. Uh, Anna, in no uncertain terms, you seem to be unhappy with this uh, promo on Twitter. Um, It was just shit, really. And I've had an interesting conversation with a couple of people about it and someone was – worried that it was stepping too far into, you know, the the PC thing and what about Attitude Era kind of stuff. And look, I, I understand that argument. I really do. I understand that a lot of people long for the days of the Attitude Era. I wish that a lot of the time the product was edgier and they've started going back into that territory, but there is a way to do it that doesn't alienate half your audience. And as Pritchard always says on his podcast, the stuff that they wrote, it was a sign of the times and times have changed. And if you want to stay relevant and if you want to keep your audience from switching off, you have to readjust. There are ways to do this and they are failing miserably at it. I don't know if it's a buildup of the different types of race storylines that they've attempted with Ginger so far, or if it's just that they're all really shit alone. Um, but this experiment is failing miserably. I had so many people tweeting that they switched off their TVs. You know what I, you know what I think works today? I think Jack Swagger versus Alberto Del Rio in that angle that they had a few years ago probably works today. This doesn't really. I mean, th- that one at least plays to somebody's emotions. This one isn't playing to a lot of people's emotions. It's the just crowd like- is chanting, that's too far. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Man, it's, it's just not good. That's ultimately what it boils down to. And entertainment is subjective, but it's just not good. They've gotten into the situation where they, they, they really limit Nakamura as they, as they should. He doesn't speak great English. He laughs it off backstage, did a little tweet about it. It just wasn't good. It was bad. That's the other thing on that is the problem with having the same group of writers in the one person to okay it all is Nakamura hasn't had a comeback for any of this. Like he laughed it off because the same people that wrote the racist shit wrote his stuff. If there was some kind of opposition to what's going on as opposed to laughing it off, maybe there's something there, but it's been two weeks now where it's just the same crap and there's been no rebuttal to it. There have been times where I you, you can write about race and it can garner a chuckle. There was the Vince McMahon, Shelton Benjamin line when they did the the Monday Night Football parody. And he looked at Shelton and he said, Shelton, you may not know this, but you're an African-American. And Shelton's reaction made that funny to me. He looked at himself and it was obviously a play on the Terrell Owens thing. When you do this and you you really target you really zone in on one thing and you just keep going and going and going and it doesn't work. Then when it doesn't work, you turn around and you bring it back the next week and you're like, okay, we're going to make it work. Well, that's very indicative of the guy who's sending the message to go out there and say that. And it's the same guy who traditionally, when things haven't worked, a lot of times he just goes right back to it and goes right back to it. It'll work. It'll work. It'll work. Nah, it doesn't always work. And I wonder how much longer we're dealing with this type of shit because the India tour isn't until December. It might work in a in a heated type of argument or a heated type of feud. It does not work in the WWE. Because mm-hmm. the WWE, when they do it, they make it crass. They make it, you know, it, it, it's purposefully crass. And then it, it's meant to – what it does is it turns people off for the wrong, in the wrong way. It, do, it doesn't get booze. It gets, I don't want my mom walking into the room while I'm watching this. And it's exactly. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing yeah. for the people watching. It's embarrassing for the people performing it. And the people writing it should definitely feel embarrassed. I feel like even the guys in the band doing the graphics – had some kind of threat going on. Like if you don't do this, your family will be killed because of how long the delay was for Nakamura's face to actually pop up. It's just yeah. not good. So, um, whoo, sorry. Throat. <clears throat> that was bad. The emotion. The emotion. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. Now I wonder if Nakamura will go into India as champion Maybe gender beats him for the title in a live event. They switch it back. Because <clears throat> if they go with this for the next three months, you're really compromising. You're compromising the integrity of your show and the home market for another market that you're really hoping to capitalize on but haven't been able to yet. <clears throat> AJ Styles open challenge. Styles prefaces the match with a promo. It's like a big bad wolf promo about Baron Corbin. 
Corbin attacks Styles before the match. Ty Dillinger shows up and lays a beating on Corbin. Corbin sold the hell out of his leg, Anna. Like, he made Ty Dillinger's chop block look like a million bucks. Yeah, he sold it really well, and the, the promo after was really good, too, except... God. I was like, is he is he holding his shin, and he's saying that his ankle is... That, that was the only thing... <laughs> Let's talk about the promo because I won't say Let's that I talk necessarily about the promo. <laughs> I won't say that I necessarily feel singled out, but I feel singled out. <laughs> and I know there are multiple people in WWE who watch this show. They tell me, they compliment, they put us over. They love us, guys. They love us. And I did laugh at Baron Corbin cutting off the or cutting off the interviewer. Asking himself the question, then re-asking the question that he already asked himself. They're trolling you. They're absolutely trolling you. You know that, right? I, you know, <laughs> he said that he felt violated. I felt violated. I felt hard. That is such. A I felt like that... Nakamura felt in the promo before. That's how I felt. This was, be- and it was his best promo I've ever seen. <laughs> it was given but, him man. <laughs> it was but the use of the word violated by Baron Corbin just for some reason threw me out of the promo that is not a word Baron Corbin would use you know pissed is a word he would use violated it it, it just stuck out to me as as well we need we need a word. We need a four dollar word. What what violated? That's that's how you should feel, Baron. Go out there and feel violated while holding your shin. Um, I I kind of wish uh commentary had put over that maybe it was an old football injury. That would that would have been a nice little cherry on top. But uh, he, he did get you know locked and he had the calf crusher put on him. Yes. No. I I liked I liked the whole thing. I liked the selling. Like, I liked him snarking off on Renee. Uh. Now I want Baron Corbin mad interviewer every week too. I want him to just ask questions and answer himself every week. That'd be great. Uh, make that happen, Sean Rossap, with all your uh, <laughs> pull. Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> I, I, I love, love the promo. I, th- I thought Corbin did a fantastic job on that promo. That's genuine and emotion, and I liked it. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. I like Angry Baron Corbin a lot. I, I wish he. I mean, legitimate like authentic anger as opposed to played up anger. I think, I think it, it, it works for him. I'm also very happy that I think this officially signifies that Ty Dillinger has a spot. Yeah. I, I didn't and expect cry to see him. I didn't expect to see him anymore in this feud. And we did. I'm all for it. I like it. And like I said, SmackDown is getting really good at getting people on the show without wrestling and doing it in a ma- just one minute. That's all they need. Just put- This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Their face on the screen, do something. Raw does it really well with Emma where they can just show a tweet and that is her gimmick is that she tweets. So uh, I, I like SmackDown figuring out ways to do that. 
Charlotte's back. She thanks the crowd for supporting Ric Flair. <clears throat> Natalia interrupts, and Jeff, she cuts a promo on Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Bitch had it coming. Oh, wait, what? No. Uh- <laughs> oh, look, she goes out on a plane ride. She disappears in the Bermuda Triangle. Look, she had this coming to her. Goddamn part-timer. Look, she, wa- she, wants to be, she, she wants to be considered a world-class aviator. She doesn't disappear on us like that. Yeah. Guys, too the soon. Hell with- <laughs> too soon. <laughs> it's only been, what, 75 years? <laughs> 1937. You know, WDB's timely with the references. Charlotte challenges Natalia for the title, but Becky Lynch is back. She cuts a real bad promo. It was painful. And then Naomi Wait. comes out. Naomi comes out, and she said, you got that pain? Is that wound open? Let me pour some salt on it. And just when we thought it couldn't get any worse, Tamina comes out. Keep in mind, Daniel Bryan saves this segment by booking Tamina Snuka in a match. Booking Tamina Snuka in a match saved this segment. What does that tell you, Jeff? Oh, Sean Rossap, you're going to have the anger Natalia, of feminist wrestling Twitter. How about this one? <laughs> Natalia had the best line, the best – Natalia did the best promo. What, what are you talking about? Her, promo her, going off about the crazy, her going off about the crazy cat lady, that was by far the best thing. That's Lana. Okay, yeah, no, that, that, I, I could see that. I mean, I just uh, – I didn't think the, the Natty promo made sense. I don't understand this crossing from – C to C thing that she was talking about. It's like, okay, that's great. I, I just wish they could write real promos for women as opposed to them all being, oh, God, here we go. Sorry for the pun, catty. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, this is every pro, this is every other women's segment we've had, and they've been off for a month and a half. Becky and Charlotte deserve better than these segments. I'm sorry. It's true for me. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the laziness in, in the women's division writing right now. Build some characters. Do something. Characters are welcome on the USA Network. <laughs> Anna, your thoughts on this segment? I had such high hope. It started with Charlotte. Natty came out. But then I was like, oh, good. Charlotte's finally back in the scene. Becky comes out. Okay, this is, this is still good. And then every other woman came out. And then... We got that. And then Daniel Bryan addressed Natty as Gloria Steinem. Um, it went down very quickly. You know, it's, and, it's funny. Yeah. Like, SmackDown now and really throughout most of the summer tried their best, or for a, a good portion of the summer, tried to keep every woman relevant. Tried. Until they didn't. And the ones that they didn't keep relevant are the ones that probably should have been on the show because they're better. But Becky Lynch and Charlotte weren't on the show uh, for a while. Uh, Charlotte, for obvious reasons, but she's been back on the road for several weeks. But she hadn't had a match since August 8th. Uh, Becky hadn't had one since August 22nd. Rough. Rough. No Carmella tonight either. She's just waiting. No hog. No hog. <laughs> Freaking a leash. New Day defeated the Hype Bros. Hype Bros get a new or uh, a bit of offense. By the way, speaking of, speaking of, did you catch the James Ellsworth tweet last week? Oh yeah. 
Just saying. Just saying. Hype Bros get a little bit of offense. We knew the score here. We knew why they were here. Kofi is uh, it got a little bit hurt this weekend. Uh, not too bad. That trust fall spot was scary, though. On one guy, that's a scary spot to hit. Usos are on commentary. They're surprisingly, or not surprisingly, uh, good, rather. No tease of a Hype Bros dissension until later when we go backstage after the loss. Mojo says he's tired of losing and teases something drastic that needs to change. Anna, what do you think that something drastic will be? Are they going to get Tom Brady to throw to them? That's, that would be too in line with what they've been doing. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll come out like the Usos and they, their days will be H as well. Or we maybe it'll be Gronk. something even. No, we don't. Uh, maybe it'll be more even drunk. more drastic, like they'll join the women's division. Uh, but something's happening. I don't know. The, the match was, like, it was fine. It was very quick. And I don't know if it's because we missed the majority of it because of commercials. But um, I, You did miss the majority of it, too. Like, very little of it was outside of that commercial frame. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I did love the spot where Ryder tried to schoolboy Big E. And failed so miserably. I'm like, well, you know, kudos for trying, but no chance. Yeah, that almost angered me on commentary when they go, man, Mojo's looked really good in this match. It's like, yeah, too bad we didn't get to see any of that. That would have been, uh, been nice, Corey Graves. Um, He's I constantly working for improvement, and I appreciate that. Oh, no, I, I agree. I mean, I would have liked to have seen it. I mean, I, I mean, you assume cameras are rolling, so you could have seen a couple of moves, perhaps. Uh I think this is going to be a feint of some sort. I think they're going to tease at the hype bros both turn heel, but it's just going to be Zach. And he's going to kick Mojo in the face. How many pay-per-view matches do you think we get out of that, Jeff? One. We may not know zero. I'll go with zero or maybe one on a pre-show. Hmm. Hmm. I don't mind if they turn them both heel though. I mean, <laughs> the fashion police need something to do. We got Kevin Owens via satellite. He apologizes but says that Shane McMahon had it coming and that Shane made him punch and kick Vince McMahon like a trash bag. Why is Kevin Owens punching and kicking his trash bags? Don't you? What? Don't you? Can't say I do. I mean, maybe if you got the force flex gimmicks, you you can afford to do something like that. Uh, either way, this is a good promo. Owens is dressed nice, but I like that he dressed nice, but didn't iron a shirt because that's Kevin Owens. That is perfect. Uh, Jeff, what you what you make of the promo? I, I thought Kevin Owens was dressed like uh, first middle school dance or first time in court or <laughs> first time for a job interview. That 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 was the uh, version. Dressed nice, but you know, kind of a. Not not too nice. Um, I liked it. I, I thought Just stay the, out of jail clothes, basically. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the good boy. The good boy tie, as they say. Um, I thought it hit a wrong note at the end. I, I don't think uh, people who do that go to heaven. I was expecting him to say people who do that go to prison. That's where I thought that was going, and that would have worked in with the hell in the cell gimmick. That was the only thing that kind of didn't ring true to me in, in terms of the promo, but overall, I like the tone of it. Uh, it. 
I, I think you have to strain your your credibility a little bit to to make it work for you in terms of the. I thought you were Vince when I was when I was beating, or I thought Vince was you when I was beating on him. I, I that's a little okay. I can see that, but uh, we we've had that character before in, in Randy Orton a bit. So, Anna, any uh, final thoughts on the on the Kevin Owens promo and his direction? I mean, I thought it was the right move to have him via satellite as somebody pointed out on twitter why not via skype these days why not, why not via something else via tout do it via tout mm, that would be the way i liked it um i think the whole thing was very including the dress it was very he had a lawyer sitting on the other side of that camera and told him exactly what to say but then he just couldn't help himself and went off script i liked that he tried to put over the remorse of beating up Vince and the end of it, it kind of seemed like KO was just jealous that Vince wasn't his dad, but I liked it. And then I just wrote, you know, he says people like me to go to heaven acting heaven because boy, that was Oscar worthy. I wanted, I wanted to go to heaven during this Dolph Ziggler segment. Oh God. I wanted to go anywhere else. I, I would have rather had food poisoning than watch this promo. Like, Oh, my God. He is the same thing as every week. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, DX. Can we go on and get the Bobby Roode thing? Mm. Where is this going, yeah? Yeah, I, I was really hoping that this was the week we are going to get it. My dad raced out of his study to see if I was okay because I groan yelled so loud when Ziggler came on. And then he was just standing there with, like, my dad watched the rest of the of the promo and was so confused. Um, I was confused as to why he attempted to rip off HBK when that's what he's been doing his entire gimmick. Um, I just, it's, it's just gotten to the point, like maybe this is just the heat is working and this is a whole point of it and it's pissing me off and it's working and job well done. But I just want this part over, get root out, get it, get the feud actually starting because this is just like nails down a chalkboard to me. Jeff. I appreciated the CM Punk chant. I don't know why. I, I mean, man, if they had pulled the trigger on that, that would have been interesting. They're not going to, of course, because of the court case. Um, yeah, well, this I, is, but, but, I mean, what would that matter? What would that really matter? Uh, you know. You, you don't, you don't, you know, it, it'd, be seen, it'd be seen in poor taste. Uh, <laughs> really? I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? This goes into this goes into my same criticism of the gender promo. They just decided to double down. They didn't. They didn't do anything to really further this at all. They just doubled down on things that people hated, and and did it again. And now it's silence. Now it's not even booing. People are just like, "All right, we get it. You're unhappy. Let's move on." I mean, they're so far ahead of this right now that they're not even paying attention. Up next, the main event, Charlotte defeated Tamina, La- or, uh, Naomi, and Becky Lynch. Naomi hit the saddest sunset flip I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, this reminded me of the one... Jeff, have you seen that shoot interview with Kevin Nash where he talks about when he gave somebody a sunset flip and when he came through the curtain, Undertaker looked at him and said, never fucking do that again. <laughs> 
I thought I thought she was I thought she was falling in slow motion. It was so during the sunset flip. I just went, wow! It took it. I've never seen a sunset flip take twenty seconds. That's that's interesting. Well, it is a sunset. It doesn't just drop. It slowly <laughs> goes. It, it was in real time. It was we, in real time. We got to flip. sit there. I got to call my wife up in front of the TV set, and I said, "Honey, watch this sunset. We've got plenty of time." Was that the most romantic sunset you've ever been from? <laughs> that that thing, my God, what's wrong Probably. with you? Okay, Probably. Uh, um, the, hey, the, the wheelbarrow face buster, the wheelbarrow jawbreaker that happened before, it was a little clunky, but I appreciated the move. She tried something <laughs> a little bit new. The Charlotte moonsault on Naomi and Tamina was neat. <laughs> she need Tamina in the face on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, best oh. use of Tamina thus far. Wow. Uh, Becky hits a flying leg drop on Charlotte when she had a figure four applied. Uh, Tamina hits a nice super fly splash, probably the best I've seen her do. Lana gets involved. It all ends in Charlotte getting the win with a big boot. It was enjoyable. It's good to see Charlotte back near the top, and I'm sure that her and Natty are going to have an excellent match because they've had fantastic chemistry prior. I don't expect any less here. Anna, what do you think of the match and the decision to go with Charlotte here? I'm very happy that they went with Charlotte. And, I mean, yeah, they could have set this up earlier in the night and avoided this match, but at least, you know, we got a women's segment. Um, This was another one that I thought missed a lot of because of commercials. And I'm getting really pissed off about that because it seems the majority of the show isn't actually – for us, missing out during commercials, it's not actually a lot of wrestling. Um, that was a beautiful moonsault from Charlotte. And that's, I don't really have too many notes in this. Lana's back stoically pointing as a manager. Um, see where that leads. Natty's uh, been acting like she's been eating cat food because there's something loopy going on there. But I, oh, and the, the near... Uh, the near pin for Tamina, I would not have been surprised if she actually won it, given the track record of the SmackDown. But I'm really happy with the ending, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this match. Charlotte exudes importance to me. Like, there's something about her that just, like, when she's involved in something and she's put in a title match, it seems more important. That doesn't happen with me and a lot of wrestlers. Um, Jeff, before I ask you your thoughts on the match, how long before we get a Natalia and Daryl the Cat Instagram picture? Oh, dear Lord. Uh, this needs to happen. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't just steal the Daryl the Cat idea for Natty and just start selling them at arenas everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, she has yeah. A yeah, the, the match suffered a bit from being a four-way because then Becky Lynch has to take a nap outside for so long during the commercial break. <laughs> um, I, I think... Charlotte, and I, I said this before during the Money in the Bank, I think Charlotte is the person to play off of Carmella in terms of the vast differences, but yet kind of tie-in to have, being second-generation talents, but Charlotte being kind of a uh, blue-chip talent versus Carmella, who's kind of had to, you know, who's kind of, ever since NXT, been more of an, a personality than considered a great wrestling town, so to speak. I, I like that kind of dynamic there. Uh, I am less certain of the Natty-Charlotte match than you guys are because Natty has 
hasn't had a good match in a while. Um, the first match in NXT that they did, which you're kind of uh, alluding to, that was that was Natty carrying Charlotte to a very very good match. This one, Charlotte's going to hold her own weight. I'm I'm less concerned about Charlotte in this match than I am Natty, to be honest with you. I think it'll be good. I just wouldn't wouldn't go with great just yet, but I hope I'm wrong on that. I liked Natalia's match with Naomi at SummerSlam. It was it was fine. I liked her match with. I think Becky Lynch last year at Battleground. There was that the, one was good. That the one Charlotte good. match at Payback last year, liked it. I uh, liked their match at Roadblock last year. Thought that was good. Um, liked their match at Takeover. Yeah, you know, I, I generally liked when those two have worked together. Mm-hmm. They just seem to get it. But uh, we got Hell in a Cell in a few weeks. We have Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor uh, this weekend. I don't know if either of you are familiar with the show. I'm going to run down the card really quick. Chucky T, who is Chuck Taylor, who apparently had no clue that was going to be his Ring of Honor name, is facing Marty Skrull. Jay White versus Punishment Martinez in a Las Vegas street fight. Uh, one I'm particularly looking forward to, Jay Lethal versus Silas Young in a last man standing match. Because the beatdown that Silas Young and Beer City Bruiser put on Jay Lethal at uh, the pay-per-view was before uh, the G1 special was excellent. It played into the G1 special as well. Bullet Club defending their uh, six-man tag titles against uh, either the Kingdom or Bully Ray and the Briscoes. To me, it's got to be Bully Ray or the the Briscoes because Kingdom has no heat ever in the history of their existence. Kushida versus Kenny King. I'm interested to see what Kushida can get out of Kenny King. I haven't really enjoyed a lot of Kenny King's stuff since he's been back in Ring of Honor. I think that... A lot of the st- it was time to break up him and Rhett Titus. I think it was a good move. So, and Kushida's one of my favorite workers in the world. Arguably, my favorite wrestling personality to watch in the world right now is Cody Rhodes because of his outside the ring stuff. I find him supremely entertaining. And I want to see Jeff if he tries to get Minoru Suzuki to kiss the ring. <laughs> That's what I want. Because, <laughs> because Minoru Suzuki's breaking that finger. That's what's yeah. happening. Yeah. That's what's happening. Um, did you is there anything on this show that you're paying attention to? You give a damn about? We got live coverage of it this Friday. People can come talk to me in the coverage page. The Vegas shows are always good, I think. I I think I think the the problem with the Vegas shows is they do the T V tapings the next day and then so and most of the audience is worn out by then. But uh no, I, I like that Silas Young Jay Lethal match. I like, I really like the Bully Ray Briscoes six man pairing. I, I think, I, too. I think it's given Bully Ray a little bit of a fountain of youth, and it's given the Briscoes a little bit more of an edge, which which I really really like. I agree. I, I want nothing to do with uh, with the Kingdom in that match. Now, who would I mean? Given that Hangman Page is, is isn't around, who who would be the uh, third uh, person in that six man? I think he'll be around. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I think he will. I have nothing to indicate that he will. That's unfortunate. Then <laughs> why? You need some shooting star shoulder blocks in NXT. <laughs> Oh God! The pointless, um, pointless move I've ever seen. With all due respect I, to him, as the dumbest yeah. move I've ever seen. Anna, anything on this show you're 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 looking at? You'll keep your eye on, or do you give a damn? 
Um, no, there are a lot of talent that I've seen before in other promotions, um, particularly Progress. So obviously I have a vested interest there and I'd be very interested. I think I'll, I will try and check this one out because I'm, I would like to branch out more into other promotions. I'm currently on the Progress rush at the moment. I'm in love. Um, you got that High Spots want... Network? High Spots Network? No. That, that the Progress, the Demand Progress. Network. I'm going to check it out. I watched it's awesome. some WWA from 2001 or two on there. It was real bad. It was <laughs> real bad. Well, you should check out Progress because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, um, probably, uh, hey, hey, your boy yeah. watches like 30 hours of programming a week as it is. Yeah. Well, that's why uh, I'm not up with all this stuff, but it's that's gotten that's enough for me to go okay i really like these performers and i want to support them as much as i can so i'm more than happy to spend more hours watching wrestling to check them out elsewhere so i was at the nxt tapings uh last week they moved it from wednesday to thursday which allowed me to go i had a few notes which you all can find on fightful.com just google nxt taping notes from sean ross sap Few of my notes, uh, Canyon Seaman and Michael Hayes were both there. Canyon Seaman was in the crowd. Uh, TM61 were back uh, from injury. Don't know how they'll work, how they'll get over, but they, they looked fine, but I, I, they just didn't take off in their last run. Uh, I love Sanity's entrance live. It is underrated. I don't know how people could see that entrance, and especially after the last TakeOver show, See that entrance live and not be excited to watch them wrestle. Also, that shit is dolbied out big time. The helicopters, the lights, all that stuff, the laughing, it all goes uh, very well. Uh, Velveteen Dream is remarkably dedicated to this character. And I he's saw awesome. that, that live. Also, he's developed one hell of an elbow drop. That thing is nice. It is a beauty. Also is uh, Carrie Sane's live. That's really good. Matches to watch, Fabian Archer and Cassius Ono. Thought this was going to be a squash. It was not. It was fantastic. Fabian Archer took one of the sickest botches I've ever seen. He tried to jump from the, the ring to the top rope and then out to, outside the ring. He did and fell flat on his face. He slipped. And it... it actually helped the match and how it will come across on TV because when he hits the spot later, he got a giant pop for it because everybody knew it was coming. They knew it was a retape. Just Fabian Eichner from the Eichner, UK there you go. Okay. There you go. Eichner. Uh, Leo Rush, everybody knows he was there. Watch the reaction to the first series between him and Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. It was like like there there are times like I'll I'll play basketball with somebody that I played basketball with some people who eventually played in the NBA and you feel their presence when they like rebound a ball next to you. And you're like, Oh shit. That's what that's about. I saw Leo rush during this first series and like some of his escapes were by centimeters and he wasn't worried a bit. And it was just some of the most remarkable athleticism I've ever witnessed. Um, Peyton Royce has one of the best fisherman suplexes of all time. Of all time. I, I wrote I that I wrote that if I were in a zombie apocalypse and the only thing that led me to a safe island was Peyton Royce doing a bridge, I'd like my chances making it over to safety. <laughs> also, uh, to wrap up my notes, Street Profits were over huge. 
if I get one more tweet comparing them to Crime Time, I am going to drop kick somebody. Mm. They are nothing like Crime Time. Don't be that person. <laughs> also, uh, McIntyre versus Strong. Almas Gargano were, were incredible. Almas versus Gargano was better than their takeover match. Uh, Daria has drastically improved since I saw her in June. Aaliyah has improved a lot. Ember Moon hit one of the best eclipses of all time. Um, and I, I'm not going to give away spoilers of returns and stuff, but uh, I will say that 210 minutes in, Jeff, not the time for a Cesar Bononi or whatever the hell his name is match. <laughs> Ain't the time. No, no, but and, and not to give another sp- any spoilers away, I like the choice for the fourth member. Of of that Cole, uh, I forgot the name, the undisputed era or female whatever or the undisputed, uh, the 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 female. I like that choice a lot. Interesting one, interesting one. Oh. Yeah, Anna. Any of those notes that stand out to you? Uh, it's just making me really hope that they come back to Australia for tour, for a tour this December, because that show last year was fucking insane, and I love NXT. As we all know, since I proposed to them on Twitter. Anyway, did what? I, did they say yes? I'm still waiting. I still okay. hope. This is like my eighth NXT show in a few years. I think I've only been to one or two WWE main roster shows. Like, I always jump at the chance to go to NXT. It's a different environment. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know you're going to get good matches there. And there were several good matches. If the ones that I think were the main events – for each respective show, then then several really good ones. But the the Eichner Ono match, man, that impressed me. Almost Gargano, I think, was the match of the show uh, of the night. Oh my god, it was so good! It was so great. They just very, announced very another show in California too. They're going to come. They love Riverside out here. I don't know why. It's a smaller arena. It's a little bit out of the way of Los Angeles, but they love going to Riverside and playing there. So they're coming back. Uh, Looks like early November. Cool. Well, I know that uh, anytime they pop out here in Highland Heights, I'll be there. Guys, um, we will also, of course, be bringing you the List and Your Boy podcast tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. If you've never checked out that show, it's the only one with an eccentric millionaire and the guy he picked to run his wrestling website. We got plenty to talk about today, or tomorrow, rather. Plenty there. Anna, Tell the peoples where they can find you on Twitter. At Anna Bowett. And if you go to Fightful Wrestling, I have a write-up from my time at WWE Live Sydney from Friday night with pictures and videos and lots of lovely descriptions. Jeffrey, what's up and where can they follow you? Follow me at Crap Game 13. Follow that other show I do at Shake Them Ropes. Going to be taping right after I get off the air here. Looking at No Mercy, match by match, looking at that Bailey return, which has me fuming. And Glow finished strong. I watched the last two episodes of that, so that, that'll be fun. I signed an article if one of my guys would take it, but somebody on Reddit uh, like kind of uncovered that the Bailey uh, Sasha Banks belly-to-belly suplex from TakeOver a couple years ago was in that intro. Yeah. They, they, glo- they glowed it up for it. I never noticed that. I guess I don't pay a lot of attention to, uh, to intros. I will say, what is that sh- – oh, God, I wish I could – I don't know the name of it, but it's the documentary about vandalizing by drawing dicks on everything I've been watching lately on Netflix, and it is hilarious. Mm. Anna, you're looking at me perplexed. 
It's I'm just wondering murderer, if you produce it yourself. A murderer, if making a murderer were about drawing dicks on cars. Are you sure you didn't invest money into this project? Because it I wish I would have. I wish I would have. Mm. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. The show would have been called Hog Wild. Without a doubt. American, it would have had Hank Williams Jr. song leading. American Vandal is the name of the show. There you go. American Vandal. Oh, I know good, something in that. Good stuff. So do I. Gonna watch yeah. that center finale tomorrow, too. Been pumped for that all week. Guys, follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow us at Fightful Online. And, of course, visit Fightful.com. Uh, Trisha on Facebook or Twitter tells me to get a headband. Let me explain the headband thing. I was going to wear one every week, so here's what happens. <laughs> there is a Facebook group called Wrestling Spotlight that will sometimes take ex- excerpts of our uh, podcast, post them on their page. And I like that. It's good. It gives us some publicity exposes us to some new people that maybe we haven't been before. Always appreciate the attention they give us. Uh, But it was the night of Great Balls of Fire. And I had gotten the text messages about Brock Lesnar being very happy as he came through the curtain with Samoa Joe. And I'm breaking this news on the podcast, and I got a giant headband on, and I look like such a fucking doofus. (laughs) Breaking this news. (laughs) And somebody on there goes, (laughs) what in the hell is this guy wearing? And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should save the headband for members only shows. So that's why I stopped with the headband. I mean, if you all want me to bring the headband back, maybe I'll do it, but I just did it for, for the integrity of fightful.com. The integrity. You do you, Sean. You know, beautiful butterfly that you are. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.